Hello, I'm Sergey Rebro. Are you listening Ukraine Plus Football? It's heading east, it's heading east, it's heading football's heading east, it's heading east, it's heading east, it's heading football's heading east, it's heading east, it's heading east, it's heading football's heading east, it's heading east, it's heading. Hello everyone and welcome to Ukraine Plus Football, the home of the number one English language podcast on Ukrainian football. I'm your host, Andrew Todos of Zorya Londonsk, the number one source for Ukrainian football in English. And I'm joined by regular co-host, the English speaking voice of Ukrainian football, Ray. How are you, Ray? Great to be here, Andrew. And uh, I would have to, I have to uh, say to all our listeners, enjoy tonight. You don't get much like this. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Adam is unable to join us for this one, but rest assured he'll be with us in spirit. We've also got regular guest of the show, Petro Hemerov, Donetsk Way, joining us for this special episode. How are you, Petro? Hey guys, I'm, I'm really good. Thank you very much. I'm really excited by tonight's episode. Looking forward to it. Thank you for having me on. Brilliant. And well, today's not about us anyway. As you'll have seen from the promos and the previews, we're very privileged to have Ukrainian football royalty with us. Uh, Serhii Rebrov joins us. For those who don't know, and I'm sure that's close to nobody on this podcast, as this is a Ukrainian football podcast, um, Serhii can be classed as one of Ukraine's greatest ever footballers and currently one of their best managers. He shares the record for the most Ukrainian Premier League goals in history alongside his former Dynamo Kiev teammate Maxim Shatsky. He was also a member of the iconic Valery Lobanovsky side that reached the Champions League semi-finals in 1999 and has also played for Spurs, West Ham, Fenerbahce, amongst other clubs. Since retiring in 2009, he's built up an esteemed career as coach, leading Dynamo Cave to UPL glory in 2015 and 2016, taking Dynamo to their most recent UCL knockout rounds at time of recording, and has just come off the back of winning the Hungarian title three years in a row with Ferenc Varos. He's now preparing for his first season at new club Alain in UAE. Welcome to the show, Serhi. How are you? Good, good, good. Nice to hear you. Thanks for joining us. So, I guess we're going to start from very early on in your career. You were born and raised in Horlivka, if I'm not mistaken. You played for Shakhtar as a youth player and your first professional season before crossing the divide to Dynamo Kiev was at Shakhtar. Uh, as we know, Horlivka has had some very difficult times recently due to the war. What was life like back then and what is life like now there, whether you know what it's like, you know, under the occupation? Yeah, it's difficult to say what was the life now, but of course when I born in Horlivka, the, the life was different. Of course, I live about I always think about football. All my life was about the sports. My young life is much more football, but I play the other different games with the balls. I play basketball, volleyball. But of course, now it's life absolutely different. And of course, I'm worried about this situation, but unfortunately, we cannot do nothing with this. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, after... Shakhtar, after there, you moved to Dynamo, as we've already said. At this period of time, this was not competition like now. Dynamo and Shakhtar, this a uh, big competition now. But then at these ages, this Dynamo was number one. And Shakhtar, yeah, they're trying to get something, but it's absolutely different level teams. 
I think now it's absolutely different. Every season, Dinamo instructor is fighting for the champions. And uh, at this time, this was possible, this move from Shakhtar to Dinamo and back. But now I think this is this only one example was Moraes who, who left from Dinamo Kiev to Shakhtar. And that was uh, big rumors in, in Ukraine. <laughs> anyway, he's, he's Brazilian. He's not Ukrainian player. Yeah, so we'd just like to know, obviously, Varely Libanovsky is, you know, the, the father of Ukrainian football, so to speak. What was it like playing for him at Dynamo and obviously Ukraine as well? How was it for you? How big was his influence on the team and on yourself? Of course, I was very proud to, to work with him because for me, work, work of the coach is all about results. Of course, you can enjoy, you can be happy with the working, but if not results, it's, it's not cost nothing. I'm pleasure for, for him. He, he showed the way for me, for Andrei Shevchenko, for lots of players, the way, way in football, because it's not only about the football career. For example, now it's lots of players who was with Labanovsky. He became a manager, he's doing well. And I think it's, it's very important to to be clever, I mean, to be to have enough intellect on the beach, outside the beach, and he's trying to find that kind of place. And I'm glad that I worked with him. He he's really big person in Ukraine, in Ukraine football, and as a as a as a Ukraine person. That's really cool. And obviously, whilst he was manager of Dynamo Kiev, then you were part of that team that went on that famous Champions League run in 1999, where you made the semi-finals. Very unluckily losing to uh, Bayern Munich. But after that, you eventually left Ukraine for England. You joined Spurs as your first sort of abroad club. How did Spurs help with your transition to moving to the UK? Was there a culture shock for you from moving from Ukraine to, to England? No, it's not that it was sh shocking with the culture. I come for the big club and even now I think it was a very, very good way for, for Spurs. But I didn't expect that the sports will play different footballs than Dynamo Kiev. I remember Josh Graham, he were invite me, I'm very pleasure for him, he's a very good person. But uh, when I start to play, and obviously he's asking me to, to find for the second ball, and this, is, this was not my football. And in the beginning of my career, it was a shock for me. I was very happy in Tottenham, I saw the structure of the club. This was, a, for me, the best club in England, for me, because I was there, and I were very happy there. But the way of playing of this club at this period when, when I came there was absolutely different. And for me, this was quite hard to, to change my mind for, for this football. So the most difficult part of moving to Spurs was the footballing side. So the, your general life side was quite easy to adapt to UK life. This was no problem. Any, anywhere I come in as a player, as a coach, I, I like to enjoy my work. I was Absolutely. very happy to, to play for Tottenham. And I cannot say I was not happy. In, in first season, I scored 12 goals in, mm -hmm. the, in the league and in the cup. For me, for Premier League at this period, this was a good result. But the problem is I played absolutely different football and I need a little bit more time to, you know, to understand more this football. And then after coach has changed it and this was a different story. OK, so away from the footballing side in the UK, how much did Oleg Luzhny help when you came over to the UK? Great friendship with him. What was it like sort of having him in London as well when you were playing there? No, of course, he helped me a lot. He, his family was there and... He helped me a lot with the life in London. This was not easy for me to change. But as I said, of course, I live with football because for me, moving for Tottenham is a big step forward for me. Even Tottenham didn't play in Champions League, but I knew 
what's the caliber of this club in, in England. For me, this was absolutely fine with supporters, with everybody. So I were very happy. But of course, it's different life with Ukraine and England. And the first period in London, of course, Oleg helps me a lot. I pleasure for him, for his family. And I think he was, he was very famous in our He's a very good man. He's a strong person. He has a very good character and of course in England without this characteristic it's very difficult to play. Absolutely. After Spurs you had a loan spell at Fenerbahce and then you joined West Ham. Certain assessments in the media etc classify your time as quite difficult, your period, your career. How do you assess your career in England overall if looking back on it? Yeah I wish to coming back to, to England. I had a contract with the Spurs and they find for me is very good option with West Ham because even we played in championship but I knew that again the level and caliber of this club I were very pleasure to play in West Ham even in the championship I were very happy to play there I played with lots of big players like Teddy Schengen like uh, Thomas Rzepka is lots of players who are really even now, uh, this player, he's still playing, uh, Mark Noble. He was very young when I was there. He's like a legend now in West Ham. I was really happy to, to enjoy this team because, you know, doesn't matter what kind of the team. Anywhere I come in, I like to fight for winning the league. And with West Ham, even in Champions League, we tried to win the league. And, and that was a successful season. At this season, we moved for the, for the Premier League. And for me, it doesn't matter how, how many minutes I spend on the pitch, but I try to do my best. Uh, all decision was with the coach, but I was very happy to, to be in West Ham. Uh, Serhii, during, during the Orange Revolution in 2004, is that true that you wore an orange bracelet for games in West Ham? Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> lots of people in, in London would support this revolution. I, I was inside. Of course, this was difficult to be in London and to see what's happened with my people in Ukraine. And... I just show my support for these people. I think this is important. It's not about football. It's not about the life. This is about my position, what's happening in my country. I think this is important. All the people sometimes say football is outside of politics. But my opinion, football is politics. I think lots of, uh, lots of footballists is much more popular in their countries than their politics. And I think I, I could show my position. And I'm not worried about this episode. For me, that was true. And I show my position. I was support the people who was outside outside their houses and they stayed and fight, fight for, for freedom. Couldn't agree more. Uh, now let's move on to your uh, comeback to Dynamo Kiev. Uh, as we know, from 1997 to 2005, Dynamo Kiev had proceeded to the Champions League group stage for eight seasons in a row and you have returned to Dynamo Kiev in 2005 and you witnessed uh, the Kiev side being beaten by FC Thun in the uh, second qualifying round. Two to home and uh, zero one away defeat, which uh, felt like a tragic decline of a uh, 90s Dynamo Kiev team. In the interview of that time, uh, you had said that you were fit to play in the away game, but the head coach Leonid Buryak did not include you in the squad after you played 90 minutes in Kiev. What's your insight on these events and what, why do you think that took place and was it a fair ending to the 90s fairy tale? You know, it's, it's difficult to, to remind this time because it was long, long, long time ago but I remember this time of course I played 90 minutes at home but coach has decided me to play I had a little bit injury but before the match I make a full training session and I was ready to play but I was not even in the first 18 
And unfortunately, we lost this game. Of course, after that kind of matches, everybody is trying to search what the problem was. And, and lots of people is trying to search the problem that Rebro was not on the pitch and was not even on the bench. But again, it's always in football, coaches decide everything. He decided that I was not ready. I didn't argue. I was outside the pitch. I was very upset. But I support our team because this game for us was very important. Unfortunately, we didn't go through, but I'm sure the problem is not with me. Uh, the problem is not because I was not on the pitch. I'm sure at this period of time, Dinamo has lots of good players and the coach has, has choice. He chose this place. This is his decision. Thank you. Now let's uh, touch on a bit about Ukrainian sort of coach of football, coaching school of football and the preparation in general. A bit more touch on the history of uh, Dynamo, like after the 2005 disaster, the next season's top objective, as we remember, was to reach the group stage by any means necessary. And it was completed. Dynamo beat your former club, Fenerbahce, and received a place in a group with uh, Real Madrid, Lyon and Stawa. However, the very first game at Olympijski against the Romanians ended 1-4 and you scored the only Kiev goal. Dynamo Kiev finished last in the group with only two points from two draws in winter. The official reason of that result was excessive trainings in summer. Now, do you think that kind of the same burnout is the reason of what happened with our national team in Euro 2020 as we witnessed a long preparation again, lack of rest of the players and only, well, to be fair, one and a half good matches? And the tournament. So does the end justify the means? Listen, you, you remind me the time. What was 15 years ago? It's good. You have a Wikipedia. You have all things. No, I was but, a little kid. I lived through this. I lived through but, this. I don't know what all of us did. But believe me, for me, it's very difficult to remind myself what's happened, why we didn't go through. But anyway, listen, when we played in 98, 99 years, when it was very successful for Ukraine, we played with, um, uh, most of the players was from ex-USSR. It was Georgian players, Russian players. Most of them is Ukrainian, Belarusian player. And after when I moved for Tottenham, even I talked with Labanovsky when he called me several times. And he said, Sergey, now it's very difficult to work with foreigners. Because uh, most important in our team was physical conditions. We're running on pre-season. Our physical condition was on the top. But of course, when the foreigner comes from to Dynamo Kiev, they don't even know who is it Labanovsky. We, we work for him, we fight for him, we're running like a crazy because we respect this person, we respect Dynamo Kiev. But most of the foreigners who come to Dynamo Kiev, of course, I cannot say they are not respect Dynamo Kiev, but they didn't work with the, with the spirit, with the heart for this team. And of course, if they feeling the load on the trainings is quite high, they moved away. And this is the problem. But in Labanovsky philosophy, all the players has to be in the same level. Everybody has to be the same. If you are not doing something, you are doing on the next day. But this was difficult to him to work with the foreigners. For me, this period was, it's like, a, you said me this 2005. This five years was quite hard for, for Dynamo Kiev because this period was change, change the time after, okay, it's 100% the players was from ex-USSR. And also, we, and after we got lots of foreigners, and of course, uh, I think uh, Dynamo Kiev and the coach has uh, needed time to, to change their mind. Because at this time, all the teams and Shakhtar, all the ex-USSR teams got the foreigners, you know, like a uh, wall is, is goes down and lots of foreigners going inside the USSR. And for me, this was a big time to change. 
Yeah, that's very true. Uh, as Andrew said, you share an all-time record with your longtime teammate, Maxim Shatsky. How did you feel when it was clarified that his 124th goal was an own goal and you are now both <laughs> level with 123 goals? Listen, even now, if somebody not remind me about these records, I will not definitely remember after end of my life. It's, it's 100%. <laughs> you know, one of the players now in Ukraine, I met him in the restaurant. If, if you know this player now, he, he played before in Colas. Uh, his name is... Uh, what is his name? He scored now 121. Selizno. Oh, Selizno. Yeah. He, was, he was played in, in Turkey. And I met him in the restaurant and he said, Sergey, I'm coming back here to, to, to break your record. But I said, listen, I'm not even remember about my record. He had a good contract in, in, in Turkey, but he said, I come in here, I come in for very low salary, but I want to beat your record. But I said, please think about yourself. Believe me, even if you beat this record, after one, two years, you will forget about this. The life is continuing. You are not you are not living with this record. Even now, I'm not worried about this record. Of course, I'm very proud to, to score that many goals who is helping for my team. But I'm, I'm definitely not living with these records. Brilliant. I mean, it's been actually really cool to listening about your career. But as you say, it was so long ago. So we're not going to keep you too long remembering, you know, going back into the archives, <laughs> trying Sorry to recall all this. <laughs> um, <laughs> But obviously, we've, we've touched on your club career. We can't not um, finish up on playing career without touching on Zbirna. Um, as it's a Euro summer, let's not forget about your own career as a, as a Ukraine player. You were, for a long time, Ukraine's second all-time scorer, but that has since been overtaken by Yarmolenko and Konopyanka. You played and scored a memorable goal in Germany 2006 World Cup. What are your memories of that tournament? And in your eyes, is that Ukraine's greatest ever team? Yeah, of course. For me, football is all about result. It doesn't matter what kind of players we have. If you got result, of course, this is the best, best time and best time in history of Ukrainian football. I mean, in World Cup, for example, now this first time Ukraine goes through the the group stage in in Euro, but in 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 World Cup, this was the same. This is the first time, and I'm I'm very proud to be part of this team. I remember. After every match in Ukraine, this was unbelievable atmosphere inside. It's, it's good. This was not COVID. Everybody was outside. Everybody was very happy with the winning, going through for the next stage. And of course, this is a me memorable period. I don't know which, which team is, is obviously the question mark. Which team is better? This stage, other edges. But as I say, I, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the edges where I played. I'm enjoying my working now like a coach. For me, I was very happy to be part of this team. We, we make a history for Ukraine on, on World Cup because, of course, this is very prestige to, to be in playoff, to be in quarterfinal of uh, World Cup. And I think this was a very good time for Ukraine and for national team. Siri, you, you mentioned there about your coaching uh, and that's what I wanted to ask you about next. And obviously, you've already briefly spoken about um, Lobanovsky. But I was just wondering if there were any other key influences on your style of management. For example, you played under George Graham or Glenn Hoddle, or are you trying to forge your own path and your own identity, or are you working with the experiences you've had in the past? You see, I'm working with lots of coaches. It's not only in England. I think Christoph Daum in, in Fenerbahce, I think he did very well. He won the league in Turkey. This is not easy. 
in in Russia, I think was very good coach who worked with me uh, in Rubin, Kazan, uh, Birdiev. It's lots of coaches. After my playing career, I I go for uh, for uh, Jurgen Klopp. I go for Guardiola to see the trainings to try to record to 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 find my way because I think it's very difficult when the player is finishing his career. Of course, he has some some mind is is difficult to him to find the right way and i think i got lots of experience with the coaches i who i worked with i had some experience with the practice with the other coaches like Klopp, like guardiola i watched some trainings and and then i i find my way i think this is this is important for 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 young coach of course when you finish your football career yet you are not ready to coaching because you have not experience and i think you have to especially for the all young coaches i think we have to improve every day we have to try to not only watching the matches trying to find some you know some more education try to find some forums talk with the other coaches this is very important very insightful so i mean taking your experience into account as a player and a manager how have clubs changed over the past 20 years with you know helping players move to different countries and that sort of thing to ensure that there's no no issues maybe even like you mentioned for yourself it was difficult to adapt to a new tactical style is there a sort of a development since then to help players um, adapt better you know every every year the football is changing for me now is football is much faster than before when i was a player i think now is football uh, we are always it's, it's always difficult for example for the player explain why he's playing why he's not for me, it's now it's most important, most important part of the game is statistic. And you have to control statistic. For me now, very important, how, how many kilometers player not only running on the pitch, running intensive, maximal speed. And in this part of the, part of the game, you have to explain for the player. Of course, it's important, technical skill, it's lots of, lots of important things in football. But this, is, this, this part is very important. I think now this part is improving with the last I, I cannot say 20 years but okay last years now is the speed in the game is much more faster if you can analyze the teams who is the winning the leagues if you see for example Man City they are playing very fast football of course they are getting the contra-attacks but the ball is moving very fast pressing is immediately for me if, if I am comparing for example when I played for Dynamo Kiev in 98 and 99 it was different football and different way how we got this result. But now I think without the pressing, without the intensive work on the pitch, it's very difficult to get result on the long distance. Yeah, you can, you can win one match. For example, one match you can sit in the back, you can control in the positions. One match you can win. But for me, no one team is very difficult to win the league, very difficult to win the you know, long, long way, 50, 45 games without the intensive work. As, as a manager, you have great success with, obviously, Dynamo and now with Ferenc Varos in Hungary. Um, you've taken a number of Ukrainian players with you um, to your team in Hungary, um, Karatin and Zubkov. Would you encourage other young Ukrainians to build their careers in leagues like Hungary or, or like we've seen the success in Belgium? And you obviously had time abroad yourself, so would you encourage them to leave Ukraine a little bit earlier? and try their luck in Western leagues? Or how, what would you encourage? Oh, listen, the working is the coach. You never know what's happening tomorrow. You don't know where, 
where you will be tomorrow. You cannot say, I want to work in Premier League. But of course, the clubs in Premier League say, listen, wait a little bit. You need experience. Of course, I'm, I'm working every day. I like to explain to my players. We are living every day. You have to concentrate next match and not thinking about the future. In the end of the way, we will see we we got result or, or not. It's the same. My, my, my way of the coaching is every day concentrated on my work, concentrate on every match, and in the end, we will see. It's the same now. Of course, I have some wish where I wish to work, but of course, my wish can can death if nobody will not invite me. For this, I need to work in very hard in club where I am now to show something, and then maybe I will get a chance to go anywhere. For me, this, this is my way of work. Of course, you know, the coach is like Mourinho. It's different things. Of course, even he starts from some club, the other big club is waiting for him. But my work is different for me. I have to concentrate every day, and in the end, we will see a result of my work. Just before we move on from that, how about for players? You know, Ukrainian players at the moment. So there's, you know, for example, Yarbolenko. A lot of people say that he moved to Western Europe too late in his career, and that sort of hindered his development. Do you think more Ukrainian players should move at a younger age or, or not? I think, but it's, it's up for the, for the owners of the club. For me, the clubs like Dynamo and Shakhtar, they're holding the place and they're trying to get a too, too big price for the players. Even I'm sure lots of players wish to go, but they respect the club very much. They respect the supporters and maybe some places sitting too long. We never know. For me, Yarmolinka, I think he moved in the right ages. I think he moved at 25 and this was the right time to move. But uh, I'm sure before this age, lots of clubs was interesting. But it's, it's dependent for the club. For example, you wish to Yarmolinko to go in, in, in Europe. But when I was a coach, I didn't wish him to go. Because we are playing in the Champions League. It's not only Ukrainian League. And I think this player is very important in my team. Of course, uh, you know, this is this is very hard question. But I'm pleasure for the president of Dynamo Kiev. That's, he hold him long time in Dynamo Kiev, then I'm, I'm sure Andre is happy with his career. He's same like me. I, I cannot say, of course, I didn't play lots in Tottenham or West Ham, but I'm very proud to be at that kind of, that, that caliber of the clubs. I'm very happy to come for five minutes for West Ham and try to do something special and supporters respect me because it doesn't matter how long you spend in there. You are, re, you are representing Ukraine and I'm sure the supporters were happy with my performance. Uh, talking about your coaching career now, Sergei, your, your latest role will be in a Muslim and Arab country. Uh, you've managed uh, Saudi in the past. Uh, do you need to adapt your practices when working in uh, United Arab Emirates, uh, given the climate and uh, religious differences? Yeah, I think I, I had experience to working in Saudi Arabia. Uh, of course, this is not easy. I, I understand how, how hard this region but as I said before, I tried to find the teams. For example, now when I moved from Ferencvar, but I didn't move, it's, it's very uh, difficult uh, story and I don't want to talk about this. But okay, now I'm out of Ferencvar. And, uh, you know, I moved very, very, in the end, I moved in the beginning of, uh, of June. And lots of clubs has already found the coaches. I can say I had lots of offers. And for me, Alain is a good offer because this club is, with a big history, the club is waiting for the champions, and this is my target. The same why I came for Al Ahli, because this club always waiting for winning the league. 
and I think it's a good experience. I am sure this this not easy to work in there. It's the same if everybody thinking that was easy to win three titles in the row in Ferencváros in Hungary, or with with the team caliber of Ferencváros go to Champions League. This was absolutely not easy, and that's very hard work. I I'm, I'm ready for any work. Of course, I it's difficult for me to work in Vietnam now, for example. But <laughs> but I think I think in uh, Emirates is with the club, with the ambition, with the place. I see the perspective of the club, and I will I will do my best for this club. I know you've said you can't predict the future, and um, you have to wait and see what happens. But um, obviously, your colleague, your previous colleague, and no doubt good friend Andrei Shevchenko has done a fantastic job with Zbigniew Ukraina. But in the future, do you have ambitions to be the Ukraina manager? Is that something that you've thought about or dream about? You know, I think all the coaches respect his his country. I, of course, everybody's wish to to work in the national team, but you have to find the right time. For me, Andre is doing very good to work in. I'm, for example, today I spoke with Andre. We we talked ten minutes with with some some different things. I tried to support him, and we talk about the lots of things. I'm I'm sure he's he's getting maximum for this place. He's got the chance to play in Euro to represent Ukraine. Now he's playing the playoff. I think he is doing a very good job. But you never what you never know what's happening in the future. For example, Andre now working five years. He he's working without experience as a a team coach, and I'm sure he has a wish to try to work in every day because he's still young coach, and for him is important now to to find the club to work in every day because uh, I think he I see his future in the football and he's enjoying this very much but at this age he has to work every day with the club the same with me I'm enjoying I don't know what's happened maybe after a couple of years I don't know when I, I will have a possibility to work in the Ukrainian national team but now I'm enjoying to work in every day and this is my life and I'm enjoying every day coming for the place to talk with them to helping them to using my experience with them and for me it's a different work than when you are working in the national team because there I think has to be coaches with more experience who is more or less tired with working every day and using his experience in the national team. Superb. I think that's more or less more or less everything. Thanks for joining us, Serhi. (laughs) Obviously, from all of us, we'd like to thank you for coming on and good luck in your debut season in UAE. Hopefully, as you mentioned, we may see you in a in a top top league in the future and hopefully everything goes well for you. I'm looking forward to following the Arab Emirates League, obviously with yourself there, a bit more closely. And, you know, all the very best. Ray, uh, thanks for joining us once again. Thanks. Uh, I was proud to be here. And I have to say that uh, tonight, uh, I would say we discussed something beyond football. And the problem is my English is not very good. I said to Dima, please, can you have some translator? But with you three, I think we understand each other well. I, I found the words to explain. But normally, Absolutely. For me, exactly. I remember when I, when I came for Tottenham and I, wake, and I made first interview, and uh, Stephen Carr said, please, Sergey, not go anymore for television. Forget about the interview first. Okay, get some interpreter or people who is working with you, but not do it by English. Uh, your English is great. Your English is great. <laughs> and Ray, um, if people want to find you on social media, where's the best place to find you? It's Instagram, Ray Vic. And Petro, thanks for joining us, obviously.
been a very enjoyable night. Anything you want to say to wrap up? Yeah, um, thanks for having me today. It's lovely to, to meet you and speak with you. It's always great to e-meet one of your um, footballing heroes uh, when you were growing up. So that's been fantastic. Um, so thank you very much for your time this evening and good luck um, with your career in the Emirates and in the future. Thank you. Uh, and Petro, if anyone wants to find you on social media, where's best? Yeah, best to find us at Donex Square 2012 on Twitter and Instagram. And if anyone wants to follow me, I'm a Zorio Londonsk on Instagram and Twitter. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, please give us a positive review on whatever platform you listen to us on. Subscribe to us and help keep us moving. Thanks very much, and we'll see you soon. Dead.